And we welcome you to the Friday Morning Show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg. I'm really pleased to uh, welcome back to our program. Not quite yet back to our studios, someday soon, I hope. But uh, via the wonders of Zoom, we welcome back to the program, Brian Albrecht, the president of Gateway Technical College, joining us for his monthly visit. And today we will be having a conversation about the Gateway Foundation and the great work that they do on behalf of the college and, uh, and many of its students. Uh, but first, uh, uh, before we welcome our special guests, we welcome you, President Brian Albrecht, back to the morning show. Thank you, Greg. I am always so um, encouraged by the programs that you offer, not just the ones that we host here, the president, uh, but all of your guests. They're so engaged and you help us bring a new element of conversation within our community. So thank you for your leadership. And I too really look forward to uh, getting back into the studio so that we can not only do great programming, but have a chance to reconnect as, uh, as individuals. So thank you for allowing me to join you. We're about to talk about COVID and uh, normally, well, your offices are in fact right across the, uh, the hall from WGTD studios, but I suspect you are not actually in your physical office all that often. How often do you actually come on campus and uh, in, into the hallways of, of the Inspire Center. Yeah, I try to get here, Greg. In fact, I'm here uh, today. So um, so here's my schedule. Usually about three days a week, I'm over on the Kenosha campus. Most of that time is in the Inspire Center. I don't use my office. I use a conference room, so there's a little more space. It gives me a chance to invite people in if we need to yet. And then other days, I'm over at you know one of our cam- other campuses, either Elkhorn or Racine or one of our centers. In fact, this week, I spent a couple of days at the S.C. Johnson IMET Center. We were doing some really great work there on robotics. Had a chance to go visit Waterford High School, spend some time with students there as we built out a welding academy in partnership uh, with Waterford. And I was over at the Horizon Center earlier this week as we were putting together a little video clip for our National Signing Day uh, activity that's coming up in April. So I tried to get around. Um, but it is different. I uh, usually I'm by myself now, so I have to kind of search people out and try to find them and fi- figure out what's going on uh, in the classrooms. Mm. So give us an update on how Gateway has been faring through the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and what's important for us to know about uh, the plans for moving forward from here. I'd be happy to, Greg. You know, it changes every month we get together. I always think that maybe this month will be the month where I'll say, like, we've made it through the uh, through the end line here, but uh, we continue to learn more about the virus every every day, and I'm sure that our listeners watch the news as well. And we're getting better at the vaccinations, and we're seeing a, a, a slower um, increase in in uh, COVID cases, and that's due to the vaccination. And so we remind all of our students and our staff here that that's probably the first line of support you can give yourself is the vaccine. Knowing also that we have to continue to follow the guidelines of the CDC and make sure that we respect social distancing and wash our hands and all the things that we are know are important uh, to keep ourselves safe. For the college, we have begun our process of returning back to campus in a more robust way. Now, I say that because as early as last March, a year ago, when we had the Safer at Home order, uh, Gateway and the other colleges could um, deem what programs were considered essential like firefighting, police officers, nurses, and those students have always been on campus, as well as our IT support have been on campus, our facility folks have been on campus. Um, But for the most part, our programming was done in a hybrid fashion where a lot of it was virtual. This summer, we begin to switch that more face-to-face, less virtual, and by the fall, we'll be at about 70% of our programming face-to-face with just um, about 30% that'll still remain virtual. 
And that's pretty typical because we've always had online programs. We've always had virtual instruction. Um, so we'll be back to a more of a normal uh, pattern of, of delivery of service uh, come the uh, fall semester. But what I also want to just acknowledge is that we're working really hard to keep students engaged. And uh, while we have registration open right now for our summer term and our fall term, we are also putting together the application process for what's called the CARISA funds. It would have been the first act, the CARES funding. Now the second act is the CARISA funding, uh, coronavirus relief funding. For Gateway, that's $1.3 million in grants for students. So we've sent out a notice to all students. We had over a thousand students apply already. Um, we know that we'll have more and those checks are being processed and will be out into the mailboxes of our students very soon. That certainly will help in the need that they have for continued financial support for them themselves, their families, transportation, you know, all the things that go along, including uh, college tuition. So we're very pleased that we're able to do that and very thankful for uh, that type of relief from the federal government. Fantastic. I know that uh, it has been so significant to have good leadership uh, from Gateway's many administrators, but also leadership from Gateway's board. And uh, I know you are excited about uh, uh, some appointments to the board that you want to tell us about today. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. I mean, that's the that's the heart and soul of what we do. We, we can come up with all kinds of great ideas and programs, but if our board doesn't feel that it directly aligns with the community, unlikely that we will get it passed. So our trustees have been remarkable in their support for our college and for our community. We go through a board appointment process every year because there are three-year staggering terms for board positions at the college. Very proud to announce that we just completed our board appointment process for the uh, FY 2021 year. Scott Pierce was reappointed. He'll be representing the Kenosha community. Jesse Adams, representing the Walworth County community, was reappointed. And we have a new trustee, Jason Tadlock. Uh, Jason is the school superintendent in Elkhorn, and as you might know, Gateway has a strong partnership with uh, Elkhorn School District, so Jason comes in with a lot of knowledge and experience um, about Gateway programming, and we're really excited to welcome him. He'll take his uh, oath of office in July, and at July then we will thank Roger Zacharias, who will be retiring and uh, leaving our board, and we wish him all the best too. He has been a, a long-standing member of our community and in fact, was our outstanding alumni because he's a graduate of Gateway um, also. So we're very proud of Roger and the work that he has provided. And of course, uh, the support will miss him, but we welcome Jason. Very good. Finally, uh, you're going to be telling the listeners about something that I didn't know too much about until roughly three minutes ago, um, namely a, a designation that is sometimes given to various colleges and universities, uh, but not given uh, so much as earned. And uh, Gateway has a very happy anniversary, a 10th year anniversary, about one such designation that's really very important and I know near and dear to your heart. Oh, thank you, Greg. Yeah, it is extremely important. Um, this is our 10th year of receiving the military friendly designation. And what that represents is about 450 colleges across the country, out of the literally thousands of colleges that are out there, that have put systems in place that support our veterans. So we have veteran support services, veterans counselors. We actually have scholarship programs and designated resources available for veterans on each of our campuses. We have a veterans lounge area. 
Uh, we work within the community to help create pathways for veterans, giving them credit for their military experience and credit for their work experience to try to shorten their timeline to a college degree. So all of those elements, there's a series of them that are evaluated by an independent party and then colleges are awarded this designation for their support for our veterans. So really proud of all of our veterans that are students here, our staff that are veterans, and of course, the broader community of Southeast Wisconsin. Uh, we don't know where we would be without you. So thank you to all of our our veterans and uh, proud to be a military friendly school. Proud with good reason. Thank you for uh, explaining that. Well, I know uh, you are very excited about the two uh, special guests that join us now for the balance of the program, uh, two representatives of the Gateway Foundation. Tell our listeners about them. I would love to do that. And yes, we're on Zoom today, so I can see them smiling on the screen and that, that makes me very proud. Um, there's really uh, not much anyone can say about the, the amount of work that's being done by our foundation because it is an extraordinary lift to try to help create some affordable pathways for students with the fundraising that's done, the community outreach that's put in place, and the special programs that have helped to inspire our entire community. And we're going to talk about some of those in just a few minutes, but it takes leadership to make all of that happen. And we have a great board of trustees. They all volunteer their time and effort to do that. And it's important to know that it is a separate board from the college. So we have the college trustee board, and then we have the trustees of the foundation, which manages all of the philanthropic contributions to the college. Leading that effort are two amazing women, Jennifer Charpentier, our executive director of the Foundation for Gateway Technical College, and Michelle Randall, who is the chairperson for our foundation board. And it's her job to lead all of the other volunteers in, in creating that engagement for us. So we have both of them on the program today to talk about some of the new initiatives that are taking place through our foundation efforts. Fantastic. So we're welcoming back to the program, Jennifer Charpentier, who's been on the program before, again, executive director of Gateway Foundation. And uh, Michelle Randall, I don't remember you being on the, the morning show before. As far as I recall, this is your first visit and you are co-founder of Randall and Pobar Financial Services. And we're so happy to have both of you with us today on the morning show. Thank you. So, uh, Michelle Randall, tell us uh, uh, a little bit about Randall Pobar and, uh, and also tell us about your connection to Gateway. Absolutely. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Brian. I'm happy to be here this morning. Randall and Pobar was formed in 2012. We are financial advisors and planners who strive to make a difference in the lives of our clients by becoming their financial partners. I'm a graduate of Gateway's Banking and Financial Services program and a recipient of the Distinguished Alumni Award. My family has a long history with Gateway. My husband, my mother, my sister are also graduates of Gateway. Um, my father completed his GED through Gateway many, many years ago. Uh, and my sister is an instructor in the nursing program. Wow. Michelle, I didn't realize that family history with Gateway. You, you ought to get like a free discount or something like that. That is awesome. All those individuals came through the college. It's inspiring. I mean, you think about your background now in financial advising and, and support services, what a perfect fit for you to, to help give back to the Gateway community. So we're so glad that you are a member of our foundation and a member of our alumni family. And, and, I, should, and I should think as somebody with all of these connections to Gateway, including being a graduate, that must feel mighty good to uh, be serving this important function as the chairperson of the Gateway Foundation. It certainly does. I'm, I'm proud of the great work of the foundation and just grateful for the opportunity to support its mission in some way. You know, hearing student stories brings me back 
to the reasons I chose Gateway so long ago. And I know firsthand the difference that a sound educational footing can make in expanding career pathways, ensuring a family's economic well-being, and allowing someone to give back to those who help them along the way. Very good. Michelle, I'd be interested in, in knowing a little bit. Um, so after you graduated and, and went out into the work world, when did it occur to you that maybe there's an opportunity to, to get back involved in Gateway and to give back? You know, Brian, it was really timing was a big part of it. I was wrapping up um, an assignment with another organization and really thinking about what I wanted to do next to continue to get back to the community. I started a conversation with another board member, my friend Judy Gavigan, and she suggested um, thinking about the foundation and becoming involved. It seemed like a perfect fit. That's a great uh, story. I think it's important for our students to know, too, that that networking experience, right? Your colleagues that you are friends with and work with um, and to tap into their resources. And it's been a, a great um, experience for our college. And I'm glad that it's a good experience for you as well. We're pleased to welcome back to the program, Jennifer Charpentier, who's been on the program several times before this to talk about the Gateway Foundation, which she serves as executive director. Jennifer Charpentier, uh, remind us how long you have been with the Gateway Foundation and, and what your responsibilities are. So this is my ninth year with the college as the foundation executive director, and the time has flown. Uh, it, it amazes me. I just amazes me. I... Um, it's just such an honor to do this work and connecting the values of our community and our donors with the goals and educational dreams of our students. And um, I get to work with a fabulous group at the college and a wonderful board and so, and volunteers. So it's, it's just a great mix and um, helping our students is really the focus of every one of our volunteers and of our staff and foundation staff, and of course the college. I think that's one thing that I just have come to deeply appreciate about the college is the commitment of my colleagues to make, to helping all our students. So, um, so that's where, how long I've been here. And um, it's an interesting role because I am technically a college administrator, but I also uh, serve in, in the staff, staff lead role. Uh, for the foundation. So that means that I, um, I'm staff helping to staff the foundation board, just like any nonprofit. Um, I also function as a chief development officer. So, you know, thinking through what that needs to be in terms of the fundraising staff um, and how are we building relationships on behalf of um, the foundation with our donors. And then we also have the privilege of not only connecting donors to our students through their giving, but then we also get to give it away. And so um, it is just an extraordinary um, experience for me personally. And I am so thrilled to be a part of Gateway right now. I mean, just the, the many different ways that we are striving to meet the needs of our community and of our students is really um, engaging. And I'm very hopeful for the future with and I see all the work that's going on. You know, Jennifer, so yesterday I was visiting with some colleagues and they said because of COVID that you can actually uh, subtract one year off of uh, our life experience because we didn't get to do anything last year. So now that you've been here nine years, I would keep the nine years as uh, longevity, but we can all maybe delete one year in our overall age, right? But, so that's an important thing to keep in track. You know, it's interesting uh, for the foundations in the technical colleges, they're still fairly new. 
Um, it's a concept that was not established, uh, you know, 110 years ago when Gateway was founded. So, you know, we're still trying to uh, work through the system of how beneficial foundations can be. And under your leadership, our foundation has really grown in the last uh, nine years, 10 years. And it's really um, showing a great difference in the, in the ability that we have to serve students financially and programmatically. Jennifer Chaprantier, uh, if as if uh, the Gateway Foundation duties themselves didn't keep you busy enough, I know that you are uh, certainly involved in, in other undertakings, other uh, laudable activities, both within Gateway and, and out in the community as well. Just give our listeners a little sense of that. So the the um, there's a couple things that come to mind when, when we talk about the ways the found either I or the foundation are engaged. You know, the folks may not realize that um, we are fortunate that we have generous support from the community for both EcoFest and for the um, Earth Day activities on the campuses that are coming up. Um, and so that those generous gifts come through the foundation. And um, so we're grateful for that and be able to offer some events for the community and celebrating sustainability, which is a commitment of the college. Um, I personally am involved with um, a number of community groups. Um, so I currently serve on the board of directors for the Kenosha Rotary West um, and have been involved and in, continue to be involved in AEUW we're seen. Um, and um, then professionally, I've also been involved in a group called Development Professionals of Southeast Wisconsin. So we get together quarterly and talk. And then I also am involved in the Association of Fundraising Professionals, the local chapter, the Southeast chapter on the Education Committee. There so wide variety. <laughs> Exciting. Michelle Randall, you, we've already touched on some of the reasons why you uh, chose to become part of the, the, uh, the Gateway Foundation and its board. Is there anything you want to add to uh, what you've already talked about in terms of your own connections with Gateway? I agree. We've covered a lot of it, Greg, but I'll just comment that, you know, I have a real passion for and I value education and certainly understand how important it is in the success of a whole community. And when you look at opportunities to be involved in supporting education, Gateway's history and impact really stand out, I think. You know, Michelle, I always find it intriguing because um, I, I'm fortunate also to serve on some other boards. Some are foundation type boards and they all operate a little bit different, but Gateway's foundation is really a roll up your sleeves and go to work board, isn't it? I mean, you're, you're not only expected to provide guidance and support for the volunteers that are, are doing the programming, but we ask you to serve on committees and help us identify future opportunities. And has that been a, a little bit of a surprise for you? Or is it the part that really drives the energy of saying, let's do more? I guess it's probably both, right? You don't realize quite how hands-on things are until you're in the thick of it. And you start saying yes to more opportunities to be involved and help. Um, but I do think it is what keeps the board motivated. It's what keeps volunteers motivated. Um, our ability to stay so engaged with Jennifer and her staff um, really make our work that more meaningful and impactful. It sort of uh, lines with the mission of Gateway, right? We know that our students are primarily 
hands-on learners. They want to apply their skills and move into the workforce and do great things for themselves, their families, and the community. It's the same with our foundation. And I would say our college board of trustees, they really want to be action oriented. How can we get to work and, and help support the college? And what are the, the new kind of initiatives or goals that we can begin to generate some support from the community around? And it's not always about money. I know that building those relationships really helps to establish uh, pathways for students, maybe job opportunities, internships, community awareness around what Gateway offers, um, the historical perspective and the family perspective as you shared earlier with your own family. Absolutely. Jennifer Chaparantier, give us uh, a brief history about uh, Gateway's foundation and, and its mission. And if that mission has changed at all through the course of the sure. foundation. You know, we, we, the foundation was founded in 1977. And um, we did celebrate the 40th anniversary a few years ago. And um, one of the things I was struck by when I was looking at the original you know, articles of incorporation and the, the um, documentation about the colleges and the choice and, and leadership in the community to create a foundation for the college, um, that how much of it is still true? We, we are, it was formed to help really to provide scholarships, more scholarships to students, you know, and providing, and then it was also talked about building relationships with business and industry and to be um, a nonprofit, a 501c3 uh, partner with the college. And so all those things are still true. Um, you know, we really work to um, strengthen our communities through edu supporting education. And so um, that remains true. What it looks like now, looks a little different, but not, you know, at the core, it's still the same. We do have a couple scholarships that predate the, the college or the foundation, excuse me. So um, there are a couple nursing scholarships. There's at least one nursing scholarship that predates the foundation. And it's one of the pieces that the college um, bequeathed, handed over to the foundation to manage. Um, so it's really neat to continue that legacy of, of people who are committed to, you know, either career and technical education, their field, honoring someone's memory um, through education and making that investment is just really um, remains really impactful. Yeah, Jennifer, I wonder, so just kind of the history that I'm aware of, and I haven't been at the college uh, all that long, but I know Chuck Wood, who listens to our program here today, um, was the original uh, founder to establish the foundation, just a great uh, gentleman in our community, and he still sends me messages to, to congratulate us on special events and things, so that's yeah. cool. And then, of course, Ken Vetrovic, who really put the foundation of the foundation in place, he established all of the protocols that, that you're mentioning today. And he unfortunately has passed away. But again, a real strong champion to build on that mission. And then you have taken it to a whole nother level. What might be interesting uh, for our listeners to, to understand is that there is a separation of duties and responsibility between the college and the mm -hmm. foundation. And so yeah. why, maybe you can explain why you have a separate board. So um, in order to be considered to be independent, which is important for a, um, for a nonprofit um, and in relationship to um, a government, you know, a state institution like Gateway, uh, we need a separate board to be overseeing the, really to be the stewards of the foundation to represent the community um, and to uh, make sure that 
those funds are used for the purpose and mission of the foundation and are um, from a trustee perspective, um, that of duty that, that's part of any board member's responsibilities. It's been important that there's this independent group who oversee the foundation. And so, for example, that independence comes through our board members um, who are not college employees. And, um, and then also through our committee members who are not college employees. And technically, um, President Albrecht and I are ex officio members of the board, but we do not have votes. And so in terms of maintaining that independence, it's really important that the boards remain separate and that it completely can make those decisions um, that are really for the, what they see as the best and represent best representing the community. Can you be uh, specific about some of the programs that uh, you offer to Gateway students in terms of actually implementing uh, the foundation's mission? Sure, so probably we are best known for our scholarships and we offer a wide variety of scholarships uh, really based on um, that timing is based on when um, kind of where the student is and what's going on in relationship to the college. Um, so there's scholarships are probably best known. Um, we have our largest number of scholarships that we offer are doing our continuing student scholarship application. And that's for students who have completed at least three to six credits at the college. And they, um, they need to have a minimum GPA of a 2.0 or greater. And then they have to complete an application. Um, we have a high school scholarship application that's open right now. We are also so honored to be partnering with the college and SC Johnson for the STEM scholars, uh, scholarship. That's also being um, open right now. Um, and then um, the, uh, we have ones for new adult learners. And those are folks who have no gateway credits, have been out of high school for a while. Um, and that happens during the summer. We also have three, what we call private links there for very small programs that are not um, financial aidable. They are, um, they are ones that the, that the students who are in those programs have had to pass very specific hurdles to be in those programs, ranging from criminal background checks to a variety of other things. And so those we actually, um, only students who are, uh, have been um, admitted to those programs receive those links. So uh, we, we had the practical issue of, if we had those links open, we had a whole bunch of people who were not, <laughs> not qualified at all. They weren't in the program and were applying for programs, for, uh, you know, applying for scholarships in that program. So it's been our best way of trying to make sure that it goes to and is uh, gotten to those who are intended. So. And I think that's exciting. So many different ways in which the foundation can support students through mm -hmm. grant programs, scholarship programs, and uh, building that platform so that students are aware of what industry opportunities are available for them. And a lot of those scholarships are geared directly towards specific programs. So scholarships for nurses, scholarships for firefighters, scholarships for IT specialists, and so on. And that really helps to build that link for local employers or local individuals that wanna to contribute to the college to select a pathway for their investment. So besides scholarships, we also have the student emergency funds and those for students who are in, you know, are unanticipated, unexpected expense that could prevent them from staying at school and finishing. And so, 
Uh, we are very fortunate to partner in, with the um, several other departments to administer those funds. And we are actually generally, depending on how quickly the student completes their side of things, we're able to award the uh, funding within um, about 48 hours. So the emergency is an emergency. So um, we also have, uh, we've also provided grants for students who um, are taking the GED tests, want to take the GED tests, but don't have the $145 available to take the tests. Um, and uh, while we would like them to be planning to come to Gateway, and we have a preference for that, um, we are really just help, want to help more people get that qualification because we know how critical it is for our community. So those are just some examples. We also partner with the college in a wide variety of ways that benefit our students. Um, different projects come up. And so um, sometimes those will be administered through um, directly through the college. And I would be remiss if I did not mention the Gateway Promise, the Gateway Promise to Finish program. So for high school students and now we're adult learners. And then we're in the process of um, securing funds for something called the Fresh Start to Finish program, which is for students who can't, um, they're kind of in a catch 22. They are probably working and not able to come, um, but don't have enough, they owe the, they left the college under, had to leave the college um, for um, probably an emergency situation. Um, they were in good academic standing, uh, but they owe the college money. They can't register for classes if they are owe above a certain amount. And so the Fresh Start to Finish program is for students who owe the college money, want to finish their degree, and um, they, uh, we can help them. We are helping them uh, across three semesters. So their debt comes down over across three semesters. So, you know, it helps relieve that burden of being able to come back and finish and to really pursue the degree, you know, the career that you were hoping for rather than being stuck because something happened in your life. That's terrific. Uh, Michelle Randall, uh, to write all these checks for all these great reasons to help all of these people means you need money in the bank. So uh, maybe you could give us some insight on how uh, the money is raised that makes all of this uh, great work possible. What are some of the most important ways in which uh, the Gateway Foundation goes about raising the money it needs to do all this? A lot of it comes back to the networking that we've mentioned along the way. You know, it's community connections, friend raising through events, a well-connected board and staff and college leadership cultivating relationships through our online presence, such as Facebook and Twitter, our newsletters, connecting with alumni of the college in various ways, some grant writing. And we receive great support from the local business community, individuals and families who have a passion for education and from Gateway staff. Uh, Jennifer Charpentier, the uh, uh, President Albrecht a little earlier uh, made mention of uh, special funds. And I understand that Gateway Foundation has something to do with the management of that. Can you tell us something about that? So um, we're, we're fortunate that the, gift, the foundation actually has got, um, has had since the late 80s, talking about our history, we've had a student emergency fund. And so we have seen an uptick in the, the requests and the volume of the um, 
for the student emergency funds. So in terms of the large dollar funds that are coming through as a result of the CARES Act and the other acts in terms of stimulating the economy, the, um, the college is actually working through those. Uh, but we have seen an uptake in the student emergency funds. And then we also, as a result of um, some of the unrest that occurred in Kenosha last year, we did have um, a donor step forward to start the Red Hawk Strong, Kenosha Strong Fund, excuse me. So that's the Red Hawk Kenosha Strong Fund. And that was for students who had been um, disrupted by, um, by some of what happened um, at, at the end of August. So um, that's available as well for students. I think it helps to demonstrate sort of the synergy between the college and uh, what we're hearing from students through our advising role and through our registration process and financial aid process, and then how the foundation can serve as an augmented support system for that. So if a student is not eligible for a particular um, program at the college, how can we get additional assistance for them? And, and mm -hmm. that net and that Michelle talks about, whether it's an employer network of people or inside the college, a net of support for students is so critical because the needs vary. Sometimes it's tuition, sometimes it's food insecurity, sometimes it's transportation. There's so many different variations in the support that students need, and not all of it can be provided under the sort of the guidelines of the college. So we need the foundation to help uh, augment that. Michelle Randall, um, all of this good work of the Gateway Foundation uh, sort of seems like planting seeds and you hope that uh, beautiful things grow from those uh, planted seeds. I'm curious and I hope uh, Jennifer will chime in as well if she has something to add, but uh, what if anything do you ever hear from students in terms of the difference that this had, has made in their lives or is it one of those things where you, you just have to hope that you're making a difference? Absolutely. You know, students have um, shared their experiences, and it really is the most meaningful part of this role. At various events, board members have the opportunity to interact with students directly, and they often tell us their stories. It's really what keeps us engaged and motivated. And the opportunity to introduce a potential donor to the foundation um, at a, a kickoff evening for one of the first Promise cohorts. Mm -hmm. And she heard the story of one of the students and became very emotional. And I kind of looked over and was getting a kind of a read. And she said, he is me. Mm -hmm. It really demonstrates to me the fact that our scholarship recipients are us. You know, everyone's story connects back to someone we know, our own personal experiences, and our scholarship recipients are us. That is an amazing story. It gives me it gives me a little chill because you're so right. I, Jennifer, why don't you just comment? Just two days ago, we interviewed a young man for a scholarship uh, from Park High School. His name is Jonathan. And uh, I know he's walking on clouds right now because we announced uh, that he was going to receive a scholarship. And Jennifer, what, what kind of the emotional experience about that event? <laughs> well, I, you know, thinking about that in particular was interacting with that student and just um, how hard he was working and much he was striving and, um, and really how, for lack of a better word, humble he was. He didn't, he was working as hard as he could, did not feel like he was entitled, um, but he want, was just passionate about what he wanted to do next. And you could just feel it from him, the, the amount of what he wanted to do next and where he saw his gifts were and being able to realize that in his life was just quite extraordinary. 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. we life changing, life changing opportunity, right? He's going to receive a yeah. really nice scholarship, uh, and I think it's going to help him progress in his career path, and I'm sure support his family down the road. Yeah. So we also have students when they send us, you know, thank you notes. They'll tell us that they wouldn't be in school if it wasn't for in that semester, if it wasn't for a scholarship. I've had students tell me that this is the first time they've ever been recognized for anything. Um, you know, so many of our students are so remarkable and um, they don't always know it because they're just living their lives. And um, so there's a great deal of pride, I will say, in being able to talk about how extraordinary they are. We had, um, I think probably one of the best moments I've had was when we were watching the first Promise cohort present about what they had learned at the college during their bridge program. And one of the students shared a story about the fact that he had always wanted to be a police officer. In fact, he wanted to be a detective. Hmm. He didn't think that was gonna be possible, but now because of the gateway promise, he was enrolled in our criminal justice program and read, you know, wanted to pursue that path. And you know, that, there is nothing better than that you know, in terms of knowing how extraordinary someone's, another person's generosity is in terms of changing the life of one of our community members. So Michelle Randall, when, uh, when you have the opportunity to talk to somebody who is maybe considering making a gift to the Gateway Foundation, um, what do you say? Uh, what, what, what makes the biggest difference? You know, as Jennifer and Ryan both said, your gift can be life-changing, certainly improves the lives of students, allows them to make a meaningful contribution to their communities and their families for the benefit of the greater good. You can be assured that the foundation staff, the board of directors, committee members, all take their roles very seriously in the oversight of your gifts and of the various scholarship programs that they fund. So we welcome your partnership. We welcome the conversation. Jennifer Charpentier, uh, earlier I was gonna ask you something uh, and then it felt like a mundane question and suddenly it does not seem like a mundane question anymore. It touches on something Michelle just said about how when somebody gives to the Gateway Foundation, they can feel assured that the monies they donate are going to be cared for well and carefully. My question was going to be phrased uh, in terms of, of uh, something you mentioned earlier about uh, how a certain scholarship was given over to the foundation for you to manage. And mm -hmm. I was going to ask you kind of the nuts and bolts of, of what it means to manage a given yeah. scholarship. I think right. maybe you could talk about that, but I think more important is to just point to this, uh, this matter of being careful with the funds that you have and that that mm -hmm. management is part of the process by which this money is not carelessly frittered away right. or carelessly distributed, but given very uh, in, in very focused and careful fashion to people who really need it and will do the most with it. Right. So there's a couple of ways that that happens, Greg. One is that the, um, the finance committee of the board oversees all of our expenditures. And so they are reviewing them on a, a regular basis. We also have something called our Scholarship and Disbursement Committee, and they really are helping us to set policies and procedures about how, how do we disperse funds. Um, and so there's those two components to it. And then there's also whatever formal agreements we have or understandings we've documented with our conversations with our donors. 
And so um, as we work through that, we also have some kind of internal processes about how do we do these things. So in the case of a scholarship, we will have a formal agreement that outlines the criteria that the donor has worked through with me um, to make sure that their funds are gonna be um, expended for the purposes that they intend. And if there's, any, if there's any slight deviation from that, I get on the phone with them and we talk about it. And are they okay with what we're suggesting? And most of the time, what I'm suggesting is a slight variation or tweak from what we've, what's already established, but I wanna make sure that they are comfortable with it. Um, and that, of course, I'm going to document in an email. So we have we have different ways of making sure that these things happen. We have a scholarship awarding system. Very fortunate to have an electronic system where all the scholarships are, are all scholarships we have are, are um, students apply electronically, and that allows us to match students, the best students, to the criteria of the scholarships. So that's just an example. Um, so there's other controls that we have in place in terms of how do we disperse funds, um, and that's getting kind of nitty gritty, but we will, you know, we work to make sure that we, we've done everything we can in our control to be able to disperse the funds in the, in the way that the donor wishes. That's yeah, really good description. And it's always important to know that uh, funds donated through the foundation are separate from the college operational funds. So there's no mm -hmm. intersection there at all. In fact, they're audited separately. So we're able to um, really uh, report back to the donors exactly how their funds are being uh, accounted for and where they're being dis distributed. Very good. Jennifer Chapontier, do you have any upcoming Gateway Foundation events that you want to alert our listeners to? Oh, we do. Thank you for asking, Greg. So we are going to celebrate the 27th annual Foundation Scramble on May 27th, and it'll be out at Hawksview. So if you like to golf, whether or not you're a good golfer, it's a scramble <laughs> and people have a great time. Um, and so that will be held um, and it, on the 27th of May. And then we look forward to hosting our um, third annual Gateway Foundation Presents Innovation Celebration on Saturday, October 23rd. And both of those events you can find more information about uh, on, the, on the foundation's web, uh, web pages. And that we are um, at gtc.edu forward slash foundation. And you can just click on events to see what, what you can be a part of. Yeah, those are always fun. And I'll just let our listeners know that you don't have to be a very good golfer. And I guarantee you, you won't take last place because for some reason, I always end up in last place in the golf outing. So <laughs> it's all about having fun. It's all about supporting students. And it's all about enjoying the day uh, outdoors at our golf outing. And just want to thank everyone that helps put those events together. Um, they're, they take a lot of work and they're just super important because they help build that uh, camaraderie within our community and all the proceeds go to a very worthy cause. Yeah, we are, we're so grateful for our sponsors of both events. Fantastic. Well, it's been great to hear about the marvelous work being done by the Gateway Foundation and, and getting a sense of the enormous difference that it makes in the lives of all kinds of, of people, young and old alike, and uh, makes possible uh, thrilling new possibilities and adventures for, uh, for various Gateway students and all kinds of different programs. And, uh, and uh, so we, as part of the community, are so thankful for all of the hard work uh, done by everybody who makes uh, the Gateway Foundation a reality. And in particular, our two very special morning show guests, uh, Michelle Randall, 
uh, who is uh, uh, with the with the uh, board, the, the Gateway uh, Foundation Board, and uh, Jennifer Chapentier, Executive Director of the Gateway Foundation. Thank you both for all of your good work and for being part of the morning show today. It was great to talk with you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. And President Brian Albrecht, it's always great to connect with you. And uh, one of these days, we will have you uh, into our studios to have our conversation. But uh, uh, whether virtual or face-to-face, it's always great to connect with you. And we look forward to our conversation in May and, and thereafter. Thank you so much, Greg.